listen. What is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. Again, he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch of dough was leavened. Welcome to the Exploring His Kingdom podcast here from St. Thomas More. It's great to have you here. This is our second pilot episode, and we have a wonderful interview with Rebecca Barfnecht. We'll be talking about the rosary. And the rosary is one of those seeds. It gets us back to the core message of Jesus. As we take those simple Hail Mary prayers, those simple Our Father prayers, and and repeat them one after another and allow our minds to reflect on the great mysteries of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, along with Mary as our guide. Our hearts are broken open, and our lives become like that yeast that spreads throughout the whole world. The rosary is a great gift to our church, and I couldn't let the month of October go by without talking about the rosary. So, Here's our interview with Rebecca Barfnecht on the rosary. We do have a rosary group that meets right here at St. Thomas More on Wednesdays and Fridays. Come join us. I'm here interviewing Rebecca Barfnecht. She's a parishioner here at St. Thomas More. and wanted to talk with Rebecca about the rosary. Um, last week, I gave a little bit of a teaser that we'd be talking about the rosary and how that connects with the gospel this week. And um, Rebecca is a devoted prayer of the rosary. I see her pretty much every Wednesday and Friday at St. Thomas More praying with a group of people praying the rosary. So I thought, let's interview Rebecca and see what she has to say. So Rebecca, welcome to the Exploring His Kingdom podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Deacon Lincoln. I'm happy to be here. All right. So just to kind of get the ball rolling, what drew you to the rosary or where did you first learn about or learn the rosary? Well, um, it was probably about, let me see, seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, and I really had never prayed the rosary before, but I've always been spiritual, but I kind of wanted more, and so I was working and have worked all my life and really never had an opportunity to share in a rosary or or um be part of a group that, that did the rosary certainly could do it by yourself, but I wanted to be with the other members of the, our faith, the Catholic faith that um, was devoted to praying the rosary. And so I had lost my job um, quite about eight years ago. And that gave me an opportunity to meet with um, some parishioners at St. Thomas More that were, saying the rosary about once a week. And so I approached them and asked them if I could join them. And so we started praying it together. And then from there, I, I got a new job. And then I had a friend of mine that we continued to do the rosary and pray the rosary together, just the two of us on my lunch hours. And then that lunch hour turned into praying, going to 7 a.m. mass, and then starting 
the the group that was at St. Thomas More that participated in the 7 a.m. masses, and then we just started inviting people to pray the rosary with us. So that's kind of how I got started with it. And then um, I just continued to do it from there. So it's been a few years, and I've, I've really, really enjoyed it um, and enjoyed being with people. That's wonderful. So let me just make sure I understand this. So you started out, you had lost your job, so you had, had time, right? Um, Correct. And then you, you were taught by a group, or how did you learn the rosary? Uh, yep, they were already praying it. The people at St. Thomas More, um, some older people had already been praying the rosary. So I'd never really prayed it as a group before. And so I just learned from them. That's awesome. So were that's they still doing it? At, started. Were they still doing it at seven thirty in the morning? No, they weren't. They were actually doing it a little bit later. It was right before school started, so there were some mothers that would come and drop off their children and then just stay there and pray the rosary. So it was a little bit later in the day at that point in time. Nice. So you kind of learned it by the community. The community taught you how to pray that rosary. That's exactly correct. That that's pretty powerful. Um, that's kind of my experience as well. I um, uh, was taught. I didn't grow up with the rosary, but was taught um, just by praying with other groups. And when you're a ministry leader, kind of like I am, you get invited to do that. So I figured I better learn how to do that. So that's great. What about the right. the rosary in particular attracted you, Rebecca? Oh goodness, it's the connection with Mary. You know, as a Catholic, you always feel that strong connection with Mary. And by praying the rosary, um, and I always do it my eyes closed. That's just what I do. And it just brings you closer to her is what I feel. Um, and, you know, through the intercession of Mary, as we know, she intercedes for us and therefore speaks with, you know, Jesus. And therefore, we kind of get more prayers for us. So that's kind of how I feel about it. So that real close connection to Mary, was it Mary as, as mother? Was it Mary as queen? Was there any particular image of Mary that attracted you to the rosary? Well, I also do Schoenstatt. So that was, you know, I keep out prayer cards. And so it's oftentimes the Schoenstatt Mary, but all of the Marys, all of the above, I think I would say, um, as mother to Jesus, obviously, um, so I think all of the above, more so mother, I would say I would connect with. That's great. Talk to us a little bit about Schoenstatt. I know a little bit. My daughter went to a Schoenstatt camp when she was a little girl. Um, I've seen the devotion a little bit, but I don't know much about it. Can you give us just a little bit on the Schoenstatt devotion? Certainly. It's another Marian movement um, that we get together. It's based out of um the Schoenstatt Shrine that is down in Brookfield in Milwaukee. So it's based out of there with Father Kentinick. Um, and so we follow a lot of his teachings. But again, he was very close, a very close believer in the intercession of Mary. So um, it's a group of women that get together. And um, like I said, we follow his teachings and just how to connect through Mary. We um, have individual home shrines. So we um, put within our house um, a picture of Mary and Jesus. And um, we have a corner or a special place in our house 
that we're able to pray. And um, we have candles and different things um, representing um, the church and representing Mary. Um, and like I said, we, we pray to Mary again. Nice. Nice. So Jesus. it does. So it brings Mary right into your home and kind of makes a special Correct. place for her um, there. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't exactly. know if this, this echoes your experience, but my experience with the rosary and with Mary in prayers is I'm always very comforted that even if I am praying it alone, I'm not praying it alone. Um, Mary is with me. The communion of saints are there. There's always that story. I don't know if you heard it, but when I was a, a child, um, one of those little old ladies who taught CCD when I was a kid said that, you know, when you finish, if you fall asleep praying your rosary, your guardian angel finishes praying it for you. So I never feel bad oh. if I kind of drift off because I feel like I'm praying with the angels and they're there too. Um, but that comfort level um, with Mary is really, for me, a really important piece. Um, how would you describe your relationship with Mary? What's that feel like for you or what's that like? Well, um, I think most closely do I feel closest to her, like I said, when we're praying the rosary or when we're in the home and we're praying to her. But I feel like she follows you wherever you go um, in the car. You know, it, there, I like to keep things of I like to keep rosaries around. I actually do hand tie rosaries as well. So I like to keep those around. I always have one in my purse. Um, I've had, I've run into a lot of situations where it's just brought me peace, brought other people peace. I had a situation where, um, it's a very unfortunate situation, but, um, I feel like the spirituality and like I said, Mary being with me just leads me to do things that I wouldn't normally do. I was at, um, a Perkins one day with a friend of mine and we were eating dinner there and, um, a woman, I ended up finding out a daughter and she was with her mother and her mother began choking on um, a, a piece of food. And it, it's a very tragic outcome. It ended up that her mother actually passed away because of that choking incident. But I, I don't know It something came over me. And I believe, like I said, Mary is with us. She's with us and she guides us and she, has us do things that we wouldn't normally do. I saw that woman crying and she was hysterical and they were working on her mom. And I walked, I went over to her, I hugged her and I took her aside and I started praying with her out loud. And she prayed with me and I hugged her and I was with her until the paramedics came. And it was a very, Wow. A spiritual bond that I will never forget. I ended up going back. I didn't know this woman at all, but I knew I knew her mother's name and I looked it up. I ended up saying a prayer, I mean saying a mass for her at St. Thomas More and it was just it was all meant to be because the date that I chose for the mass happened to be a Wednesday or a Friday, the next one that happened to be available because I'm always there praying the rosary on Wednesdays and Fridays. And the date of the mass was the anniversary of her husband's death, the wow. woman that had passed away. Um, I sent her a card. I sent all of this information to her. 
because of that, her sister wrote back to me and said that this woman wasn't very spiritual, but because of, I don't want to say my kindness, but the kindness that came to me, again, I believe through Mary that she had me do this. I mean, I was hugging her and holding her like she was my sister. You know, I just, wow, yeah. that's out of the ordinary for me. And she went back to church and now she's become more spiritual. And it was, they got the card on like the anniversary of her, like the birthday, I think it was of her, her dad when he passed and it was all, everything went together. Wow. And it was just a, a, a situation that you just say, I, God put me there for a reason, you know, and Right. I don't know. I, I just, that's powerful. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a powerful story. Those, we don't know how and where prayer will lead us. Um, and I think the rosary does help open us up to the guidance of Jesus through Mary. And that's a powerful, powerful story to see conversion, to see comfort, to see peace. That's one of the things I also often associate with the rosary is peace. Um, I find it a very peaceful prayer um, and bringing peace into the world. Yeah. That's your experience as well. Yeah. That's a rich, a rich devotion. Um, And it's grown on me. I, I, like I said, I wasn't raised with it either. It sounds like you came to the rosary later in life as well. And it really was a gift. Um, And it's one that I've tried to share a little bit with my family. Um, Not quite as successfully maybe as I would have liked, but at least we, we always did the, if we have a car trip, uh, like a longer car trip, we'd always pray the rosary on the trip. Um, so they kind of knew and tried to develop it a little bit more, but it never kind of took in our family culture. Um, but it's been an important part of my own spirituality. And I know my wife's as well. Uh, do you have like a favorite mystery or a favorite part of the rosary that's significant for you? Um, not particularly significant. Um not particularly. Um, I like it all. Um, I like the last prayers. I, I like it all. Um, I really don't have a, a favorite per se. Not, not really. I don't. And, and I know you guys pray on Fridays and Wednesdays. Do you, do you pray the mysteries of that day? So do you like on Fridays, pray the sorrowful and on Wednesdays, pray yes. the glorious. So you can alternate exactly. between those two. Yeah, that is correct. Yep. That's what we do. Yeah, that's a powerful way because those two sets of mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries and the glorious mysteries really get at the death and resurrection of Jesus, which are really the heart of um, what we're about um, and the heart of the gospel, that core kerygma that we've been talking about this month. So, yeah, that's great. That is great. Um, anything else you'd like to like to add, but I'm just going to ask you for some of the details about our particular St. Thomas More group, but anything else you'd like to share um, about your experience with the rosary or Schoenstatt um, or anything along those lines, that'd be great. I think the only other thing, um, like I said, is that I do tie the rosaries. That's also something that I enjoy doing when we go on long car trips. Um, I have the um, the string actually. And that's kind of a very neat thing because you take this big, huge, long piece of string and you tie it off and you tie it into a rosary. So I think that is really something that I don't know. I think everything that you do just brings you closer 
to Mary brings you closer to God. It reminds you of what we should be doing. It reminds you of be kind, be generous, be gracious, you know, just to be a good person. Um, And we so need that in this world. So I think that those reminders are just so helpful for me because we can get so wrapped up in what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. We work, we have stresses of work and this, the rosary just helps you, as you said, Deacon, to relax, to be peaceful, to be mindful of being, being, um, a good person, at least trying, trying. And that's what we all strive for is to try to be a saint. Obviously we have a long way to go, but as long as you keep striving for that, I I just, it's a great beginning to a day. Um, You walk out feeling good, smiling, um, feeling loved. Um, So I just, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I, one of the things you brought up about tying rosaries too, I've never done that. I'm not a crafty kind of person, but I, I have several that have been tied. And um, there is something about the physicality of the rosary too. Those beads, there's something very yeah. peaceful and calming about them and running them through your hands. Sometimes when I'm praying, even if I'm not praying the rosary, I'll be holding a rosary in my hand just because oh, yeah. it, 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 it's that sacramental you know, it just reminds me of what I'm there for. And it's very physical. And I think about Mary and being a mother and how physical that is and how she changed Jesus diapers and she gave him baths and all of those things. And just the physicality of the contact with the rosary um, really helps my prayer life. Even if I'm not praying the rosary, that the, the beads themselves, I think, can be helpful in f- helping us focus and, and find peace. I I completely agree. I completely agree, Deacon. Wonderful. Well, good. Well, remind us again, the Rosary Group, um, when it meets, um, and and any of the details you'd like to throw in about that. Certainly. As you mentioned, Deacon, um, so we do meet right after 7 a.m. Mass. Um, It probably takes us about 20 minutes, I would say, to say the Rosary in full. Um, It's it's not necessary that you come to mass, but certainly a great extension of mass. Um, so we usually meet, I would say maybe 20 minutes to eight. Um, and then right about eight o'clock, we are probably finished with the rosary. As you mentioned, every Wednesday, every Friday, if I am not there, which, you know, also I find it amazing. I've been healthy. I haven't missed unless I had another engagement or something for work. But when I, Um, got my last job. I've only been at my last job for two years. What I said to them is that I want you to know that every Wednesday and every Friday, I am going to be late for work and I'm going to be coming in later because I do lead this rosary. And they were perfectly fine with that. So I think that says something for employers as well. Um, They allow me to come in a little later on those two days so that I can do this because it, it, it means that much to me um, because I am still working. So um, I, I, I just, that's, that's, that's what fantastic. we do. And we're yep. welcome. We welcome anyone that would like to stay. We are safe. Um, we do wear masks. Um, 
and we do have our six feet distancing as we all know the pews are all marked off every other one so we have no worries about um, any spread of anything so I feel completely at ease um, that's wonderful yeah time with the other parishioners yeah that's great and it is like you and I both it's a great way just to learn it if you've never experienced the rosary or prayed the rosary if it seems a little daunting Praying it with a group makes it really simple because try to explain it to somebody, it can come across as very, very complicated. But when you actually sit down with a group and pray through it, um, it is very simple and very peaceful and very beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. That is great. So it's yes. Wednesdays about 740 and Fridays about yes. 740 and you're done about eight o'clock. So it's about a 20 minute. Exactly. Um, and yeah, exactly. and it works. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm often there kind of cleaning up after mass. So I kind of pray with you as I'm doing the dishes uh, often. So oh, thank you. That's, uh, yeah, it's a great gift to have this. And I think the whole parish benefits from those prayers because I know you bring the intentions of the parish as well when you pray. Um, we and do. That, that makes a huge difference. It's what's getting us through a lot of the harder things is the people who pray and there's a group. How many would you say there are there on an average Wednesday or Friday? Well, there used to be prior to COVID, there were probably, they could be up to 12 or more. Sometimes people that are praying with us now, um, due to the pandemic, it has, um, decreased a little bit. So I'm going to say there's probably only um, six or eight of us. So there's not a lot of us um, that do stay during the pandemic. But like I said, it is certainly safe to come. And as you mentioned, Deacon, I think that's really important that you mentioned that, that I didn't know the rosary when I started either. But if you know the Our Father, and if you know the Hail Mary, those are the main prayers of, and the glory be, which is the very, you know, a very short prayer. Um, those are the main prayers of the rosary. I lead, and so I say half of it, and then the rest of the parishioners will say the other half of the prayer. So it's very simple. You don't need to know how to say it. And then the other prayers that are a little bit more lengthy, I um, mean, some people don't know, and I, of course, didn't know at the time, we have them on a prayer card. We have them on a prayer card that we hand out to the parishioners. And many people don't know those prayers by heart, but those are there. And um, we are, they're able to, you, could, you can just read them right off the card. So it makes it very easy to participate. Um, nothing needed to be memorized if you, if you don't know it. So yeah, I, that, and that's I very comforting for me because I had a little bit of, of Catholic guilt or Catholic shame when I started because I didn't know the rosary and I felt like I should. But when I, I was welcomed by a group, much like the one here at St. Thomas More, that just said, kind of, here's the card, pray along with us. And, you know, after once or twice, you've got it. It's not complicated. It was just very welcoming and warm. And I know St. Thomas More has that uh, charism, that gift. We are a very welcoming community and the rosary group reflects that very well. Well, wonderful. Well, yes, thank you, Rebecca. Go ahead. If you have something of else. Course. Um, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, and we turned on the lights a little bit. And as you mentioned also, Deacon, we do have those prayer intentions. I have specific intentions, of course, 
for all of the priests and, of course, for you, Deacon Lincoln, um, that we do pray, like you said, a special intention. And then I open up to the rest of the parishioners. So any other special intentions that they would like to bring each day, we do pray for those as well. Yeah, that's a powerful, it's a powerful thing. We can never underestimate the power of prayer. And as we work at St. Thomas More to shift a focus to creating families and households of discipleship, the Schoenstatt devotion and the rosary are wonderful ways to bring your faith into your home that are very simple, um, very simple ways to do that. But if you're looking to pray with a group, again, Wednesdays at 7.40 to 8 o'clock or Fridays from 7.40 to 8 o'clock. Thanks again, Rebecca. It is great speaking with you. Keep up the prayer. Um, it does make a difference. God bless. Sure. My pleasure, Deacon. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Rebecca Barfnecht. Tune in in a couple of weeks. We'll be talking about the social justice tradition of the church or the, the love that flows from the compassionate heart of Jesus and how that calls us to act on behalf of justice, to be people of compassion who bring peace into our world. God bless and thank you for being the amazing Catholic community that you are.